Alright, welcome back. Episode 2 of the Double Down Podcast. I'm Nick Collier. Next to me, if you're watching on YouTube, I guess it's this way. Uh, this way. It's going to be Deshaun Kelly. Deshaun, how we, how we doing this week? We're doing great, man. Things have been going well in the world of professional wrestling. Again, that's why we're here to talk about it. we got a bunch <laughs> to talk about. And um, I'm excited, man. So thank you for having me as always. And thank you for being a gracious co-host to the Double Down Wrestling Podcast with Nick and John. So let's get in it, man. Man, it's it's been, I don't want to say a crazy week because it's not been like a crazy week, but a lot has happened. Oh, yeah. And, it's, it's and this week, la- last week was the week of AEW. I'm dubbing this the weekend Vince is trying to play catch up. Okay. So... To start out, I guess, I mean, last night, um, we had, we had Big E cash in, man. That, that, that's huge. I'm, I love Big E. I was so excited whenever they put, decided to put the, give him the money in the bank. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, we're finally, we're finally going to get the Big E title run that we deserve. Or, or at least just a Big E title run. Sure. So I was, I was very excited to see that. Um, and you said that they, they, see, I didn't realize that they had announced it before the show. Yeah, Big E pretty much said on uh, uh, Twitter that he was like, cats out of the bag, I'm cashing in tonight. So then uh, that was kind of like, all right, we're going to make this known. But of course that doesn't confirm it because he's in character. He's yeah. saying, I'm cash in tonight. That, you know, things have changed. Mr. Kennedy said he was going to cash in at WrestleMania 23 or well, 24. I mean, Ed, I mean, Edge came in at, after, granted it was a little bit different, but he like came in, he didn't like hit John over the back. He like walked up with McMahon yeah. like, I'm cashing in now. So it kind of, it kind of, man, I kind of like it. It's kind of like it, it brings it back to the old school roots of, yeah. Of rather than like, hey, you know, clubbing someone over the back with the case and then and then cashing in like he's like, I want a fair match. And plus, I think it fits more with E's character. Like, I, I don't yeah. think Big E Big would be E's like the guy to like smack someone over the back, cheap shot, and and get the title. No, he's he's a little bit of a he's a he's a face, and that's what's really hard about the money in the briefcase. It's it's to me, it's the ideal opportunity for a heel because that's why they use it almost like anytime any place you got a referee got it you'll get a world championship match not there's been a good amount of faces that have won it but usually the a transition to a heel or b they just it's it feels weird when they do it right like uh, like rob van dam was like the first face to win it and he was like i'm cashing in east did you understand it was a thing i mean it was Mm -hmm. i don't know so it's hard but he did a wonderful job with it and they did a wonderful job booking it is because he came, he opened the show with Lashley and Orton. They yes. kind of said about their story, their match is going to be tonight instead of Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. And um, he kind of teased it out throughout the whole night. And then, of course, when he cashed in, it was a big deal. And um, I knew he was going to win it. Like, you know, like there's been certain wrestlers that you see, and you're kind of like, he's going to win the big one. He's going right. to win the strap. He's got the briefcase. That means he's bona fide. I've been wrong. I thought Corbin was going <laughs> to win. I thought Damian Sandow was going to win it. So um, I'm I'm glad I'm happy for him. I'm not a Big E guy. I'm not a Big E okay, guy. Okay, okay. All three New Day members, like he's 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 the bottom for me. I'm Xavier Woods guy. That's my dude. That's, that's a, dude. I love Xavier Woods. Consequences, so, Creed, and Impact. I mean, come oh on, man. man, that's classic. So, so um, but I can see Big E. He has the potential. He's just not been he's not been to that World Championship level yeah. yet. I'm, I kind of want to see where he goes because the Miami Bank is also an experiment. You give him. Give it to people like Jack Swagger, and it doesn't go the right way. Or you give it to people like Edge, and it goes tremendously. Mm-hmm. I want to see if he, you know, sinks or swims. And um, I hope the best for him because I think he does deserve it. He's been there for a long time, and he's put his dues in. And we, and unrelated to race, but this is like our 
this is like another we have another African American world champion. There's not a lot it's of like those. The, it's like the third one this year. The third one, yeah. Which you I'm like Kofi Lashley now Big E. Yeah, yeah. So That's I'm, huge. I'm Oh yeah, man. And it just it's kind of awesome for someone in my perspective when I'm growing up. There wasn't a lot, or they were far and few between. Yeah. Like it, and they didn't win the WWE championship. It was always the second world championship, which is I hate to say the big gold belt is the second world championship versus the yeah. first one, but it kind of is. And um, it's awesome to see someone, another African American wrestler, win the World WWE Championship. So, mm-hmm. but the only thing I have to complain about is they did it for ratings. Only reason why, because oh yeah, to, and that's why it's almost like they like you remember when WCW was like Mick Foley's gonna win the World Championship, guys. Don't watch Raw, and what happened? And then everybody went and watched <laughs> Raw. Yeah. And then WWE was kind of like, let's do something similar, but let's tell people that Biggie's gonna try to cash in tonight. And see if people pay attention. That's what happens. They got good ratings because of it. So, it's not it's not bad. It's kind of cheap. It's the opposite of cheap heat. It's like a cheap pop, and you're like, all right, right. but it worked. It worked, and I think um, the crowd dug it. And uh, yeah, man, what about you? What do you think overall with it? Do you think he's gonna be? Man, uh, I I uh, I don't know that. Like, I don't know what they have story wise planned for him. Mm-hmm. Um. So like I don't know where they're gonna go. Who's gonna be? If he's gonna do a feud with Lashley to, for Lashley to try to get the strap back. Um, man, I don't know. Like I mean, I've I've like I, said, I've, I love Big E. I think he like I just I loved the New Day just appeared. They used to annoy the absolute hell out of me. And oh, I, for whatever for whatever reason, like something just clicked. I was like, okay, they're actually really funny. But yeah. um, man, he's just I looked at him and I was like, okay, that is the main event guy. Like I love Kofi. I remember Kofi as a kid. But I loved Kofi. I loved Kofi and Xavier as a tag team more than Big E with Kofi, Big E with with Xavier. Woods, yeah, yeah. So like, I just I thought that it worked better with Kofi and Xavier because their their styles matched a lot better. And then mm-hmm. Big E was your was your world title guy. So, yeah. But I man, like I said, I'm just excited because of all the potentials that it. I think it finally gives other people a chance to like push them through a through a big storyline because I'm just. I feel like, man, I feel like we've just gotten the same storylines recycled for, like, the last six months. Just yeah. over and over and over and over. And the last year's but this color. So, it's, it, like, the the Goldberg-Bobby Lashley stuff, that's, like, reminiscent of the, the Ray Wyatt-Goldberg stuff. It's just, like, to me, a lot of the stuff seems like it's on a repeat. Just a different color. And man, fade. and we're getting Roman and Brock again. Here's the um, thing. It, it is different, though, now. Not saying you're not wrong, because this is, like... The, the it's the time fifth they time they've done it. They did it three times at WrestleMania. But now this time, the roles are reversed, and there's a little bit, a little bit of intrigue for me that now Paul Heyman is now on the opposite side, and Brock's a kind of a face, but like. Man, I want to see, I want to see Brock go full baby face. I want to see him get his shit kicked in for 20 minutes. And really play the face. I want to, like, I genuinely want to cheer for Brock Lesnar. That's gonna be hard because he, he can't be, he can't be that victim. He can't be that victim baby face like Daniel Ryan. He can't be that way when legit the last what six years, seven years of Brock have been defeating the streak, killing people left and right, breaking arms, suplexing people legit into a new city called Suplex City. Like it's a whole thing. So to see him be. The only reason why it's going to work, it might work, is that the bloodline has the numbers game. There's yes. three to one. You can be the biggest, baddest motherfucker on the planet, but if you get three dudes in there that are somewhat capable, it becomes harder immediately. Yes. So it can work storyline-wise that they're always going to be a step ahead because 
they got family. So, quote Vin Diesel stuff over here. We, we have <laughs> Vin Diesel. <laughs> I got family. <laughs> so. But man, like, like I said, I just I'm tired of seeing the same thing over and over. And I know everybody knows they brought Brock back to help salvage the ratings. No, they did. They brought Becky like, and Brock. And like it's smart because Tony Khan. Tony Khan's like the Marvel movies. And the movies kind of like the DC movies, unfortunately. Um, the, the Marvel movies always did things well enough, and they they had a better plan out. DC movies are like, well, they're doing a good job. Let's rush stuff and see if it works. And what happens? DC movies typically suck. Marvel movies, I hate them, but they're okay overall. That's what's happening right now with AEW. Tony Khan is kind of methodically planning out everything, and Vince McMahon's like, well, we need to do something. Start getting people in. Yeah. But they're pretty confident up the draws already. I'll give AEW credit. They're they're really like you said. They're slow at building. They've got a lot of long term long term storytelling, mm-hmm. and they, they're very patient with building stuff out. Yeah, and that's and I think that's where WWE always shoots themselves in the foot. Is they're like, okay, let's do this, 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 and this, and like, okay, cool. And they've done all of it in three months, and it's like, well, what now? Yeah, like, they put, it's like, yeah, it's like just just do it again, just change it. They paint themselves into a corner sometimes, and yeah. um, it's just unfortunate because I feel like they could be just as good, if not better. And to me, they're still a superior company, but they just have you know what happens when you've been on the top for a long time. I mean, people come up and try to take the top, and you know what can you do? So I don't know. So I'm I'm willing to see the Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar stuff, but I swear to God, if it main events another Mania, I'm probably not going to watch it that year because yeah. like. They have good matches. Roman is fantastic. Brock is fantastic. But I'm kind of like, you know, it's going to be the same thing, but it's a different color. So, yeah. but we'll see. We'll see. No, and then and then kind of building off of the whole Brock-Roman thing. So, uh, Finn Balor fought uh, Roman on SmackDown. And <laughs> Roman, Roman pinned him. And then Roman's walking up the ramp. And then all of a sudden we see a flash of red light and we hear a heartbeat. So everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, cool, cool. The demon's coming back. Awesome. Huge pop. And I love Demon Finn. I think, I know, I know your opinion on Demon Finn. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, man, I was, I was excited. I was like, oh, we're going to get him Extreme Rules. Like, it's yeah. the perfect time to debut, you know, Demon, like in an Extreme Rules match for the title. Yeah. And then they, they debut him the next week on SmackDown. And,. Like, I get it, it's at the Garden. They always do stuff like that at the Garden. Yep, it's also a ratings thing, too. And But I just, man, I really would have wished they would have saved that for they a did. pay-per-view. I, they wanted to make sure people knew. It's almost like they're trying to reference something and to make sure that everyone gets the reference. Because you know what I mean? It's like that niche group where, think about it, it's been, what, almost two years, three years since we've seen Demon Finn, something like that. There was a statistic. I saw the, the number. The last time that I can think of off the top of my head was, I think it was the match where it was supposed to be him and Seth, uh, like the rematch, and then Seth got sick or something like that, and then it was him and AJ. Wasn't the Bobby Lashley one after that, though? There, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. There was a Bobby Lashley. That's, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. I don't think I watched like- that. That was, yeah, that was like COVID, like the COVID uh, WrestleMania because I didn't watch all of that. Yeah, he power bombed him. That was one of like the thing I took out of it. That's right. That's right. Length, but um, I, and that was the last time. And then what? Immediately after that, the fiend like started killing him. And then like, then he and went then, to NXT 
for a while, and then yeah. so it's been a long time since they've seen it. So I think he was worried that some of the newer fans or the younger fans that have an awful attention span, they were like, we need to make sure that everyone gets it, which just sucks because it takes away the. But man, I like like I said with with the. Uh... When they were building for the match with the like the rematch between him and Seth, dude, they built the demon for three weeks, and then like like we knew it was coming, but it, yeah. like the hands got like progressively more and more, and then you know on the go home show they'll go home. I think it was Raw. I think Finn was on Raw at that point. Um, you know he got like the blood poured on him or whatever, and he like he like literally referenced like he like he said the word demon. Like in like his promo, and we're like, oh, okay, we're getting it at the pay per view for sure now. Yeah, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like it's like like you said, we're we are, you know, they're trying to play catch up with these ratings, and they're trying to you know they're trying to save face. But man, I just I think they did it the wrong way. I really would have rather have seen them at Extreme Rules. I get that, man. That'd have been something that would have been an awesome payoff. But here's the thing, too, like. Realistically, the demon's going to be appear at Stream Rules. And now I feel like because, to me, it just feel like because I brought him on the Madison Square Garden Arena stuff and did stuff with him, it seems like now it kind of hurt hurt him a little bit. I don't think he's going to go over, even though I want Finn to go over. It'd be the, I mean, if he does the demon, it'd be the first time that I can think of, outside of when he dropped the, the NXT belt to Kevin Owens. Yeah, ladder. Uh, yeah. That. The demon has lost, off the top of my head. I'm trying to think back. In his in his run, only strictly WWE. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that is the only time no. I can think of the demon has lost. That's probably it. I we, whoever is out here listening, watching, whatever. Let us know in the comments if we're wrong or not. You'll, you'll definitely yes, will. Yes, I'm I'm genuinely trying to think because I don't because they protect that character so much. Hmm. Especially on the main roster. Like, I mean, we got... It's been two years since we've seen it. Grant, he was in NXT. He was doing a whole different gimmick. Like, cool. I loved... I loved the Prince gimmick. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. right there, man. But, like I said, the demon character just, like... He just doesn't lose. He's so protected. So... I just... I I feel like if they're gonna bring him back, they're not just gonna waste the the return of the demon kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I think you're gonna get... He's not going to go out there and squash Reigns. Because is he fighting Reigns at Extreme Rules? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I that's don't why think... I'm not gonna win. I think Brock's going to get involved in some that's, I think it's going to be a dusty finish. I think Brock's going to come out and do something. And that way you don't... Maybe Roman of, Maybe Roman yeah. looks like he's going to go over. Ref gets... Ref takes a ref bump. He gets knocked down. Here comes Brock. Freaking. Well, it's Extreme Rules, so that is the ref bump doesn't matter anymore. Brock can come true, in. True, 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 true. Just and stuff. That's also matter. true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I still think Brock comes in and he does something. Finn, I think he puts Finn over, so we get Finn and something, and then we get a you know a, a Finn run with the Universal Title again, and I think they build Brock and and Roman for their own program without the title. That's what you're thinking or what you're hoping? Both. <laughs> okay. Both. Okay. That's what yeah. I got. I hope. What I want is what exactly you said. What I think is going to be the 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 bloodline will get involved. It'll be three on one. Finn still will do pretty well. Brock will come out to help to even the odds. Miscommunication between Brock and Finn, or something happens and Reigns wins, so it protects Finn. Going, hey, he didn't lose. 
technically one-on-one with the demon. It became a, a screwball finish. He still loses, Rain keeps the title, and Rain goes on to fight Brock for God knows how many more months and years. That's what I think is going to happen. What I want is your booking. I would I would watch that every day of the week, and then you could have all these cool matches with Finn. And you, also, I think it'd be dope for a while, and this maybe this is just me trying to water it down. I think the demon Finn should hold the title, and I think he should stay in that persona for a while. Man, I'd be okay make, with that. Making TV appearances and kind of acting like a totally different character a little bit. I, I or, think they should treat him almost as like the like how they treated the Fiend, how mm-hmm. he had. You know how he was just this whole different persona, but he was very like he he appeared more often rather than he yeah. would show up, he would squash somebody, and he would disappear yeah. for two years. Yeah, like I really think that they can push Finn as the demon, but do it in the same way as the fiend. Mm-hmm. Like, or they could do, it, or they could do it like how they did the fiend at first, where it was fifty-fifty. Where Bray, of course, did the show and he appeared, and then Fiend also appeared either on the same show. You could have, or you could have him be bipolar. I was, I was like, I would love the split persona. Like he's fighting to keep the demon at bay. Maybe he goes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you have a storyline where Finn goes absolutely ape shit in the Extreme Rules match and just loses it. I mean, he's just beating the shit out of everyone in sight. You know, Roman, the like the rest of the Bloodline. You know, the Usos. He, you know, maybe maybe Heyman gets involved. Maybe he beats the shit out of Heyman because Heyman's cool about that stuff. He, if it builds with the story, he'll do anything. You know, maybe he, maybe Brock does come down. He beats the shit out of Brock, and he's just going AWOL. Well, then you go to SmackDown the next week. He comes out as normal Finn, but there's these hints where he's kind yeah. of coming unhinged, and he's slowly battling this internal fight between him and his inner demon. And then, yeah. like, you slowly start to see him. The demon starts, you know, trying to fight back and you have these you know these vignettes and these promos and and he's slowly losing the fight so maybe he comes out and each match kind of like what malachi black's doing how he's got the that that uh, that black eye is slowly like i know they're building to something with that and i'm really excited to see what happens with that but like how it slowly is taking him over maybe he comes out with like just a little bit of demon on his face just a little bit and then it slowly takes over each match, and he keeps fighting it, fighting it. I mean, he can like try to rub it off, kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's paint. He can just go like this and just rub it off. Then you so can make like, him slowly transition him from face to heel real easily. Yes. With, say, he, say he's fighting another face in like a like a, a honorable match, and then all of a sudden he gets something happens where maybe Finn goes face first into the ring post, and then maybe he starts getting more aggressive and he yes. kind of starts losing, starts beating the hell like uh, Ali. Say Ali for example. I know he's on a different brand. I'm pretty sure yeah. he's tag team stuff to say he fights like a, that type of plucky baby face and then all of a sudden he just starts absolutely eviscerating them and then they're like what the hell's wrong with him and he's kind of then he kind of could maybe lean into it later on down the yeah. line and be like you know, i love my demons i let them you know fight for me yeah. and whatever i, I think so, there's again that that's a that's a big fantasy booking thing but i think that that is that is definitely a, how i would i would book the demon right now if you're trying to like build ratings Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a, a very fun long-term storytelling in that mm-hmm. sense of having it, of it's him slowly kind of morph from, you know, Finn with a little bit of demon to demon with a little bit of Finn. Yeah. Like, I know it would, you would lose the novelty of the demon, but like if he, maybe like, I don't know how to, how you would do it, but like, maybe like you have a, you know, a character that comes back and like, I don't want to say maybe like a, like a Shawn Michaels character kind of thing where it's like you know Sean where you know he's a, you know he's a Christian and all that and there was always like the 
the characters yeah. like that they did yeah. but like like a character like that versus the demon so you have the you know the you know light and the dark the, yes it would i think it'd be a really fun program and then and it would be a very gimmicky program but i think it would work really well i didn't i mean we talked about this last week i love gimmicky stuff oh for sure well you know it's funny then the finish could be finn comes back he's back to being a face he loses the demon persona then there's that little foreshadowing of Hink nod, maybe his eyes turn black one more time, and then say years down the line, he brings it back out for and then he can start doing the sporadic appearances and it's another big deal again. Right. So a lot of things you could do. But yes, you're you're Mr. Gimmicks and I'm go no gimmicks needed. I'm Chris Candido. So, <laughs> so but no, it was yeah. Hopefully he does Walt the show. Um but speaking of other people that have inner demons and face paint and edgy personas. Uh, didn't you meet a certain yes uh, yes I did like uh, recently yes hang on uh I'm gonna add for for the people that watch on YouTube I want to do this specially the for them watching home and the thousands in the attendance yes let me find the photo it's like all the way at the bottom I think oh wait where is it come on I know we're, we're really drawing this out for here it is okay cool boom wait yeah I met Darby Allen. He's a really Darby. cool guy. He put me in a Legit. headlock. He's a he really cool guy. Legit, Darby. Even uh, is there a picture with this one that has a skateboard in it? You gotta show off that skateboard. Move your head. Oh, I don't. The skateboard. So, oh, other arm. Oh, the skateboard. So this photo doesn't have the skateboard turned. I don't have that photo on my laptop, but I can show that photo if it'll focus in. So that photo, I can get a little bit closer. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I hate this program so Yay. it's the it's the skateboard from the punk match at all out it That's was awesome. so cool he was, he was awesome so my my buddy that uh is standing here uh oh wait here um he he we got done with the photo op and uh he was like he smelled exactly how i expected him to smell and i go you're honestly right <laughs> it's a weird thing to say, but like it, exactly. He, he really did have that scent. Like you, ex I think it was this. It was just the face paint because he did. Ha he did have his face paint on, so he had his half face. Um, yeah. So and we were on the painted side, so I think we were getting a lot of that paint. But man, he was awesome. So we ended up getting uh, two photo ops. We didn't realize we were getting two photos because the way it worked at Lexington Comic Con, um, one ticket gets you two adults. So we had there was four of us. So we had to buy two tickets. We didn't realize we got two photos. So we, we do we do the first one, which was just this. We're just like, yeah. So um, we all had a belt. You can't see his, but he had the WWE title. I had the uh, WCW world title. Uh, my friend over here, everything's reversed. Uh, right here had the IWGP title, and then he had the money in the bank. And then we gave Darby the ECW tag team title to hold. That's so awesome, then, man. Yeah, so then we do the second one, or they're like, yeah, they get two photos, and we're, like, stunned. We're like, oh, my God, we didn't realize we get two photos. And they go, and we're just standing there. We're like, uh, and they're like, what do you want to do? And I go, Darby, what do you want to do? He goes, oh, shit. And just had, we, we just stood there for, like, 30 seconds. had no idea. And Sammy Guevara is also in that because uh, they had a uh, Guevara and Darby uh, duo. So they were waiting to get all of us through to do the Guevara duo. And, and then uh, Guevara goes, Put him in a headlock, and and then he's like, "All right, I go. I'll take the headlock." And then my buddy, and then my the, the other guy that was in the headlock was like, "Oh," and he's like, "I'll put you both in a headlock." I go, "Yes." 
And then so it was it was a lot of fun. He, he's a, really cool. You got in a headlock by Darby Allen. So he was a really cool dude. Everyone out there's gonna be a little jealous. So there's yeah. a lot of people that saw him where I'm from. Went and one person said, "I got to meet my favorite pro wrestler and also my future husband." So I saw people posting <laughs> up on Facebook about it. Yeah. So um, well, I'm glad you got to meet him. I heard Sting was there too. Did you get to see Sting any? Um. So Sting, Sting's line was the longest line that was there the entire weekend, and I even met Stephen Amell. His line wasn't that long. It was long. It, I think it took us like 40, 45 to an hour to get through um, at one point. So, like, it was it was mm-hmm. long. Um, so, it, it weaved. It had, like, six rows of, like, where you'd weave through to get to the boot or to the table. And then they had – they took you back through, like, the corridors in the back of the room or the back of the, the convention center. Um, so, Stevens just went down and kind of went to the end of the hallway and it was that was whatever like I said, it was really fast and they were moving people quick. Sting's because uh, my buddy he wanted to go get Sting to get or to autograph his belt as well, and he said he got back there. Not only was there a line going all the way to the end of that hallway, there were five other lines that zigzagged back and forth. He was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna meet Sting." It was gonna time. take it was gonna take him about two and a half hours to meet Sting. So he's like, "Man, we saw him." But it was cool though because while we were in line to meet Darby, um, Sting was in that in that photo booth because they had a Sting and Darby duo. It because we we came together and we're like, hey, there's wrestlers here. Let's all pick a wrestler. We're gonna split the bill and we're gonna get a photo op. It just because it, it's gonna be cool and like it's gonna be. We had we had to convince the guy that had the Money in the Bank briefcase. His name's Evan. I love him to death. Um, he's not a big pro wrestling guy. We're slowly converting him, which is a which is a lot of fun. He's also, he's kind of along your lines. He's not, he loves just like crazy matches, just like absolutely nuts. So it's yeah. like we watched, uh, we showed him all out, and he was glued to the TV during the Bucks and uh, the and, Lucha, and Lucha Bros match. He was glued to it. He just, he, he loves watching the train wrecks where it's just, it's not like wrestling, but it's just like it's a casualties. shit show. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just awful, but, but awful in the best way. But no, so we're we're slowly we were we're slowly convinced or c- converting him to to being a wrestling fan. But so we we're all three like like Dar- so Darby's was one of the cheaper ones, so it worked better for us. So that we could the bill was only like twenty six bucks a piece, so it was it was very affordable for all of us. So but we're trying to was like man, it's like just do it. It's like it'll be cool. So we all got matching T shirts. So they had because they had a lot of the uh, the uh, NWO guys from back in WCW, Lexington Comic Con. They did a um, I can hopefully I can. Or I can just put the uh, the background back up for people on YouTube. Um, but they had God, you can't see it in that one at all. I'll just I'll hold the photo up again. Um, but they had uh, a Lexington toy and a comic convention NWO style shirt. So they took the, the, the con logo and they made it NWO. So we all bought those for the, just for the photo op, and so we all were matched. So we all looked like a stable. It was cool. And, um, there you go. But then we got done with it, and then my buddy Evan was like, "Man, I'm really glad I did that." It's like that was a lot of Aww. fun. So it's like we're slowly converting him into a wrestling he fan. Felt, man. He felt involved. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's a lot of he, he had a lot of fun. But yeah, man, we uh, we were gonna go down to Darby's table and get him to sign the photo ops, but um, after we'd eaten lunch uh, and and all that. He had ju- we missed him by five minutes, so we didn't get to go to the oh, table. Yeah, 
So we were we were a little bummed about that. Time. But I mean, dude, Darby does a lot of cons. Him and Sammy both. So um, I'm sure. I mean, we're probably gonna be. I think they Lexington does stuff normally in March and September. So we may have another con in March. We may get Sammy back. I don't know. But Damn, um, man. but yeah. So um, Darby was was awesome. He's so cool. You go to a lot of the cons and meet a lot of the wrestlers too. You go that do that pretty often when there's cons when when there's cons now. Yeah, no, I've uh, so every wrestler I've met, I've met at Lexington Comic Con. So I've met really? I've met DDP twice. Um, he's dude, he's massive. He is huge. He's a tall guy. He's a he's very tall. He's one of the few wrestlers I've met that's actually as tall or taller than I. Because most of those guys are only like five ten or six foot. Like he's like six five. He's huge. Um, Jake the Snake. I met him once. He's really cool. Um, and that was after you know DDP you know saved his life. Like he so mm-hmm. he was very well put together. Um, he's a very very nice guy. He's really cool to talk to. Um, I met Rey Mysterio. Really cool guy. He's mm-hmm. he's way shorter than he looks. He's so small. He comes up to like like I'm six three. He comes up to like here. He's like not even up to my shoulder. He's so small. Oh, bless his heart. He's the awesome. He, he was. He was. Yeah, he's really cool though. Um, I met Ric Flair. Flair was pretty cool. Um, trying to think who else. That may be it. And then and then Darby and then Darby. Oh, oh no, I met. Oh, I met. Uh, uh, I've talked to Al Snow a couple times. Really cool guy. Um, What's everybody want? <laughs> He's and actually then, uh, just saved someone's life. Yes, recently. I saw but, that. That's crazy. Yeah. And um, like, uh, go ahead. You go ahead. And I'm, you I'm just know. trying to think. I'm just trying to think if, if I missed anyone else. Um, and we met we met Scott Steiner this uh, this last week as well. Very cool. Yeah, he's he's. We met Big Papa Pump. Big Papa Pump. Paula, if you hear me. But, so uh, no, that's he's awesome. he's pretty cool. That's fun. I've only been to one con my whole life. I did. Uh, press, I did a like media press for it, and um, I got to see a bunch of wrestlers, but I didn't only get to talk to about one. Yeah. Like I got to see Mark Henry, Ric Flair, Al Snow. I got to see Batista, but the guy I got to talk to, and I legit almost cried—not cried, but I legit almost got sick talking to them because it was so weird. Was Christian? I got to meet Christian. Yeah. Cage. Oh no. Oh my God. How did I forget Christian? I also met Christian at LexCon a couple years ago. Just come on now. Come yeah. on, man. The instant classic. I met him and I went up to him and I was like, and it was just so weird because there was, there was no, because I guess I went early enough because with the media press, there's not a lot of people there yeah, yet. Yeah. And it was during COVID. So I walked up and there was like no one on his table. I looked, I looked around and I was like, okay, right. this is this is my spot. So I go up and I like immediately forget who I was, why I came right. up there, uh, who, what he was doing, what I was doing. And my buddy was with me. Uh, he goes to all the cons. He meets a lot of like the Star Trek people and Star Wars people. He's been doing this for thirty plus years. He goes, "You gonna ask him a question, Sean?" And I was like, "Ah, <laughs> can I get a picture and a photograph?" Oh, jeez, <laughs> Rick. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I've become that cliche kid character in all cartoons where I just voice cracking, hands sweating. Yeah. And um, yes, I asked him advice to get into the wrestling business, getting back into it. He gave me good advice. And um, it was just, and then we were just talking because no one else came up for a while. I just got to talk to him for 10 to 15 minutes, just shooting shit. It was right before he got on backstage. This was like the week before, like backstage yeah. was a thing. Um, it was about uh, a couple months before his first match in WWE again when he just got kicked in the head. 
And he just got done doing a film. I think it was the movie that John Moxley was in, um, the cage fighting movie. So we talked about film, which was real cool. And he said, what did you do this weekend? So I was like, okay, okay. I was in a movie. And he's like, oh, really? So we're talking about my thing, and I'm talking about his thing. And it was just, it was just so weird. Yeah. But then I turned around to the left, and they're like, hey, don't you want your picture I signed? And I look back, I left it on the table. And I had to walk awkwardly back up, take it, and then run back. So. Yeah. <laughs> but it was cool, man. I got to see Mick Foley. I got to see Al Snow. But now I see Al Snow a lot more because yesterday was my first day in wrestling school on OVW. So and he's the head coach there. Yeah. So I see that's, him all the time. That's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, excited to, to see your progress on that, man. I really am. I am too, man. It was had a smaller class, Al Snow, Doug Basham. Doug Basham's the other head trainer there, mm-hmm. which if you don't remember, uh, early 2000s, Rhythm's Aggression, he was a tag team with the Basham and the Basham bros. He was also yeah. with JBL in the cabinet. And, um, yeah, it was just real It was real cool. Um, but, you know, I've only met so many. But um, Christian, to me, was like that was, that was a big yeah. deal because – I was always a Christian fan, always an Edge fan. Mm-hmm. I even watched TNA because of Christian. So yeah. but we talked about that before. And then, um, I don't know, man, just ever since I was a kid. And um, speaking of when we were kids, I'm assuming you went to wrestling shows growing up because you were such a big wrestling fan. Actually, uh, I did, but I was young. I was a little too young to remember. I got gotcha. you. So, like, I didn't actually start going to live shows or, like, to Raw or SmackDown like that until I got to college. Really? Yes. Okay, because where we lived, because I, I, I live in Lexington now, but uh, my hometown is about two hours north of here. So growing up, when we lived in Louisville, we used to go out whenever we'd come through town, we would go, but I was only like four or five. So like, I don't rem- I don't remember it. Like I, sure. I, I, I remember the pyro being really loud and being very scared. So like dad had to like take me out for a second. And then like we came back. Like that, but that's like all I remember because I was a little too young. But because where we lived so far away from anywhere, like Louisville was three hours from where we lived, Lexington was two hours, Cincinnati was two and a half. Like it was, it was a little bit too much to try and go to a live show. So we would just we would just watch Monday Night Raw, you know, SmackDown, uh, and then pay per views. We would we really never bought the pay per views either. We we bought WrestleMania twenty five. Which was really WrestleMania or the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania? Yeah. Which is technically WrestleMania 26, but WrestleMania 25. Oh. Hey, we're not gonna get technical. Now. We're, we're not gonna get technical on it yet, but yes, yeah, so we bought that one, and I think we bought Armageddon when Hardy went over, finally for the okay. WWE title. I think we bought that one, and those were the only two pay-per-views I can think that we bought. Back in the day when it was sixty plus dollars. Yes, when it was, it was like it was like seventy dollars a pay per view. WrestleMania yeah. was eighty. Like my dad yeah. made us because he was he was head of the little league uh, in our hometown. So me and one of my buddies, uh, he told us both because we were big. We were both big wrestling fans. He goes, "All right, here's the deal. You come and you work at the at the field on a Saturday, and we were we were like eight. We were like nine or ten, or no, we were." 11 we were 11 we were child 11. labor laws <laughs> yeah oh no we were 10 we were 10 so we were 10 years old and he's like look you come help clean up the field put in a day of work i'll buy you wrestlemania and then we we're both like bet say less so we were just picking up trash you know wiping dirt off the bleachers 
and we got to watch WrestleMania 25. <laughs> so like that was awesome. that was a big deal. Like it was a big deal. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it, in our uh, household it was it was similar like that. Like my mom and I, we would buy WrestleMania every year, and we started probably. I can't remember if we got 20 or not, but I know we had everything from 21 and on. Yeah. So, um, and then in 2007, we bought SummerSlam, and it was when Triple H returned and Rey Mysterio returned. Uh, Triple H fought King Booker, and then yes. Chavo Guerrero fought Rey Mysterio, and he was on the Silver Surfer attire. Yes. And then, but then we bought WrestleMania every year. I, I, we never really bought a lot of the other pay-per-views. And, um, but every year, it was Mania. I would buy all my friends over. Like I had a friend, a group of like four or five kids. And we all were into wrestling. We all wanted to be wrestlers. We all loved wrestling. That's what we talked about. When we hung out, we were beating the crap out of each other. And um, it was just, yeah, that was a thing. It was a tradition. And so when I got 13, it was the road to WrestleMania, and it was in Louisville. And my mom took me and all my five friends, and we got yeah. to go watch Raw. And um, it was right when Jeff Hardy and Orton, I think, fought at the Royal Rumble, and they okay. did the arcade of Twisted Fate finish. Yes, they did yes, 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 yes. Because they did that legit the week when we went. They did that was the finish. It was Jeff Hardy versus Orton, and they did the same finish. I got to see Mr. Kennedy versus Chris Jericho, which to me that's my best memory of that is watching them come out and they did like this T-shirt spot where Kennedy threw his shirt at him. Jericho wiped an arm on his man parts and then sneezed in it and threw it back to Kennedy, and Kennedy freaked out. No. Um, and it was right before Charlie Haas became the the gimmick where he kept changing because he started doing it there. He did it into a lucha mask. And then eventually, I think later that year, he ended up being like JBL. And, oh, he, um, he turned into where he yeah. was being other people. Yes, no, I remember yeah. that. That was so funny. Super Charlie. So I thought that was cool. So that was like being 13, all the kids were like, oh, they were there for John Cena. I was there for the magazine. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> look at all the rest of it. So, but I, I, so I went once. I've never been since. I've been to like indie shows, like live shows like in our area yeah, and yeah. stuff to support. But I've uh, not been since. So... But yeah, man, always been into wrestling. Also, so. I want to backtrack real quick. Um, I always forget that I've met some people working shows as well. So um, I've met Gangrel, really, Ooh, really banging, nice, very banging nice. And banging. Um, Shark Boy. He, I just saw yeah. him. He was in my town the other day. Yeah, Legit. he's awesome. He's I, uh, I actually interviewed him for a documentary I made for uh, for film school. Really, a lot of wisdom. He was awesome to talk to. Um, let's see, uh, Suicide. He was mm-hmm. at one of the shows I worked. Really cool guy. Um, James Storm. There you fun go. Fun as hell. Nick Aldis. Okay. I actually got to hold the the ten pounds of gold for a photo. It was it's heavy, man. They're not good. It, it is heavy. Um. See, uh, Jillian Hall, which she's from my hometown, so she's actually the head yeah. trainer of the wrestling school back home now. Um, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, she's one of the head trainers. Her and uh, Bobby Blaze, both they're the uh, the head trainers there. Then, um, and then the uh, the Blue World Order. They're, yeah, be all, which members? Um, uh, Blue Meanie and um, probably Supernova. Supernova, Supernova. Because Supernova lives in Louisville. Yes, he, yes. He, He's in Louisville now. Yeah. No, I talk. I went up to their booth because I was I was working uh, floor cam because uh, I normally I was normally our, our tech guy for for that company. So I would I was always the floor cam when I wasn't when I after I stopped wrestling for a little bit. Um, but um, I went up to their booth, man. I just wanted to talk to them because they, they had a really funny match. Um, 
and I just want to talk to him, man. They were they were just cool. I was just like a sponge. I was like, he was telling me all this stuff. I was man, I was trying to take it in. But so they, I forget who they who they wrestled. Um, but it was it was another. It was just like a local kind of like a, a big name local talent kind of thing that had wrestled kind of yeah. all over that area. And at some at one point, some lady hit the lights like the power switch, so the lights shut off in the in the arena the, or the, the the theater we were in. So. It looked like somebody was about to appear, but it wasn't playing. Like Nobody, it was, a, it was a complete like, like accident. it was a complete accident. But it was funny. I forget. I don't know who it was in the ring. But someone goes, Undertaker! <laughs> like it was one of the like the guys in the ring, and so they're like all freaking out. But it was also cool because everyone took out their phones and like turned their flashlight on, and they continued the match for like two minutes until they realized that someone had just hit a switch and they just flipped a switch and the lights came back on. That's awesome. It was a really cool match. Yeah, it was really funny. I'm trying to think that's if there's dope, anybody else. I think that's all like the... Oh, uh, Simon Gotch. I, uh, I met Simon Gotch. Simon Gotch. Simon actually, Grimm. Uh, yeah, Simon Grimm. I uh, actually went out to eat with him that night. A bunch of us got together and we went out to eat. And then... <laughs> he's he's very opinionated. Like he has, he's got his like, which there's nothing very wrong with that. Yeah, but he he's, he was pretty cool. And then um, Dalton Cast from uh, Ring of Honor, his little uh, Dalton Castle. Yeah, Dalton or- Castle. Um, so the, the the twins that were with him, the boys, the boys. They uh, they worked a bunch of shows with us. They're awesome. Then, uh, then uh, Myron Reed worked a couple shows. He was pretty cool. They put on some good, sh- uh, good matches, and uh, Swerve was there. He he actually wrestled okay. uh, Nick Aldis for the NWA World's Heavyweight Title. So oh, that that cool. was a really good match. But yeah, no, I've I've oh, and I actually uh, I forget I I actually worked a show with Sammy Guevara. This was like right before AEW like or like that whole thing got turning. He was just yeah. working the indie scene, and I feel I feel like a dumbass now, like knowing who he is. Like we're 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 in the back, and he had because his whole thing he was all of his logos were a panda, and he's a he's a big Dragon Ball Z fan, so he had his logo. This was right as the Broly movie was coming out, but his panda was dressed like Broly. It was a purple shirt. It looked really cool, and that's when I was like, "Hey man, I really like your shirt." He was all, "Thanks man," and that's all I said. And then come to find out, like who he is, I'm like, "I'm such a dumbass." Oh Legit. my god! I just Hollywooded Sammy Guevara by complete accident. I didn't buy. Like, I didn't even buy the shirt. Like I just was like, "Hey man, I really liked your shirt." Because like some of some of those indie guys, man, they have their shirts, but they don't sell them. So like I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know who he was. I feel so bad. So, oh, just another indie guy. Huh? Yeah, and like like I, like we were when we were because Sammy because at LexCon, Sammy's booth and and Darby's, Darby's booth were right next to each other. So like we were gonna probably get to talk to them both. And I was gonna tell Sammy that story, like, man, we we worked a show in in Huntington a couple years ago, and you had the you had your your Broly panda shirt, and I told you it was really cool, and then I didn't buy one, and I dude, I want to tell you, I feel awful about it because I really did like that shirt, and I still really want that shirt, but That's I just funny. like I said, I just I didn't know who he was, I didn't know he sold the shirts. There you go. Now you're <laughs> local independent wrestlers. Man, I like, like your shirt. I like your shirt, man. Like, thanks, man. And then he went on to put he put on a great match. Yeah, no kidding. 
And now, and now, and now he's with AEW. He's one of the like one of the guys, like top guys there. So it's just like oh, yeah. I'm like ah, like I feel like a moron. He's my fa- <laughs> one of my favorite members of uh, the, the freaking uh, the inner circle yeah. for sure. I think he has it. I think he's a very entertaining, funny, good. Like he has a good look. I yeah. think overall he's he's my favorite member for sure. Even other than Jericho, but like I can't yeah. say Jericho because I'm like that's like that's implied, you know. <laughs> but. Also, uh, the guy that I host, um, coach the media podcast with, uh, Zach Kelly, um, he just texted Campus me. Plug. Uh, oh, yeah, always got a plug. Always got a plug. Um, he just texted me the uh, screenshot of the episode on Spotify, the first episode. He said, "I'm listening, dog." So, Damn right. So we got him. We got him listening. We got we got him hooked. We got one person. <laughs> we got a five star review too. We already I got. May or may not have done that. Hey, 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 look, man. You always gotta. You always gotta help the. You gotta plug the ratings. You gotta push. Exactly. You, you, you got to pump in the cheers, man. C- currently sitting at the five star rating. Uh, <laughs> don't we got a five that. star. <laughs> Suck like, it, Meltzer. Suck it's it. Like, it's like thanks, mom. <laughs> um, God, I'm trying to think of some other like funny wrestling stories from like people I've met. Oh, DDP. Yes. Oh my God, DDP. This one is one of my favorite stories. So I met DDP back in 2015. Um, I, j- I just wanted to meet him. Like he just he was one of those guys that um. Uh, he just was really cool. I loved, you know, I just loved the the cutter. He was just a really cool guy. And DDP was just starting out at this, or had just started, either just started or was catching some wind. And I just wanted to meet him, man. He was cool. Um, and then 2016 rolls around. I go up to his booth. He goes, I met you last year. I hadn't said a word. I didn't say, hey, man, we met. Like, he just goes, I remember you from last year. I was like, <laughs> you remember me? <laughs> so he was really cool, man. DDP was like, I talked to him for a little bit. He was he was a lot of fun to talk to, and it was just it was so cool to like like a wrestler remember who I was. You. <laughs> yeah, which like the crazy thing is like I did like it's not like like I got a little bit of facial hair or anything. Like no, I had long like I met him the year before. I had really short hair, like I mean shorter than what it is now. And when I met him the second year. I had a beard and long hair, but he like he remembered me enough to remember me looking completely different than what I had. Like, Legit. like I, I know I've got the photo from the second year. Dun, dun. Uh, show the receipts. Show the receipts. It's gonna take me. Keep talking because it's gonna take me a second to get to it. Do what? Do you have? So do you have any like like funny stories about like? What's funny is so I don't really have any real funny stories about wrestling, like meeting anybody, like other than the Christian one, because I never really did a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh, I got. I'll tell you one. Oh, I told this one last time. I told it last time about how Al Snow called me and I didn't recognize the number, so I started to go like, "Hurrah, hurrah!" Oh my God, no, you call. haven't. T- you haven't told me that. I not told you that. So I no, you haven't told me that. So about I don't know a week or so ago or two weeks ago before schooling, I get a five hundred two number. Well, I have friends in Louisville, but I don't ever. I usually save the number, so I saw five or two, and I'm like, "All right, this is probably gonna be a, a, a scam call." Yeah. So I answer and I go, "Hello, hello," and then immediately goes, "Hey, is Deshaun Kelly there?" And I'm like, "Uh, yeah." And he goes, "Oh, uh, let me go get oh. him." And I'm like, "I went, oh shit." <laughs> right, like, right. Immediately, so I like blew it, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, how are you?" And we just started talking, but it was a, it was just so wild. I saw the number, and I just would have, was like, oh, this is going to be a joke. And then it's right, my right. freaking head coach to my wrestling school. I'm like, well, I feel like an ass now. Yeah, no, you did not oh. tell me that. That's so funny. Yeah, I was just like, well, oh, well. So he probably thinks I'm an idiot, so it's cool. 
<laughs> but um, legit. Uh, what else? Do I have any other fun wrestling stories? Okay, uh, so I, I, I'll, I'm working my way down my Instagram. Here's the picture of me with Flair, Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake. There's, D- there's DDP. There you go, man. DDP? Too cool. Oh, no, no, I, I did meet him with longer hair. I, I, had, I had longer hair and a shorter beard. That's right. I met him in 2016 and 17, not 15 and 16. That's what it was. I got you. Yeah. Um, and then I know the photo from the first years down here. I just have to get to it. Here's what I looked like the year before. So that was the first time I met him. I got you. So, like, Is, are you, it, are you Nightwing? Yes, I was Nightwing. I made a homemade <laughs> Nightwing suit. It was the first time I'd ever made a cosplay. Oh my god, I forgot about this picture with me. I completely didn't realize this one existed. Sorry, I was looking through my old photos. Um, I met a guy. I've met him three times now that I didn't realize. Because I met him once two years ago, once this last weekend, and then apparently once in like 2017 that I completely forgot that happened. Or 2016. I didn't even realize it happened. Look at you, man. Me, Mr. Celeb, wrestle, the wrestle talker himself. The wrestler whisperer gets remembered. All that junk. Um, I'm trying to think. There's, I thought there was one other thing that happened this week that I was wanting to cover. Oh, there was a quote uh, Brian Danielson said. I, I remember to I put this in the back of my head to remember. Um, that I thought was really, really interesting for like the what he's building his character around. Um, so... For those of the, for those of you living under a rock, um, Daniel Daniel Bryan left WWE and signed with AEW un, and under his his old indie name Bryan Danielson, and he said, you know, Punk is, you know, he signed and he came in. He said he wanted to help elevate, you know, the, the you know the young guys and work with them, and I want to kick their ass. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, man, I'm about it. Let's go. I want to see him fight everyone. Brian's going to kill you. They're going to get the Brian's going to so, kill you. Oh, they, uh, we're talking about AEW again. So the guy that... um what happened was that the condensation line upstairs somehow fell out of the pipe. Mm-hmm. And it has a pump system like yours. Mm-hmm. So that's why it went and then all of a sudden just stopped. Oh, all good. I'll relay it to uh, the other guy. That's yep. fine. And uh, I left the towels in the bathtub for you. Oh, didn't know what else to do. Perfect. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'm right there. You too. You too. <laughs> this is what happens when you get your room. Uh, I just so I'll just tell you real quick so you can cut all that out. Hopefully, no, no, we're just, we're gonna leave it in. It's part <laughs> of it. It's getting left in. Well, I'll show my roommate this. So I just moved back to Louisville. I got a, I had an apartment here. Yeah. I just moved back. And I didn't know someone was going to come this morning to fix the pipes. They didn't know there was pipe issues. Shows you I really don't care about my apartment. <laughs> and then I guess he thinks I'm like the dude in charge. I'm like, I just pay rent. And I, like, I just pay the like, bills, like, man. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't know there was a leak, but thank you. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> just like, I don't, I don't know. Man. Live, baby. So, uh, I love it. Anything you know, can happen. I, like, I didn't know he was talking to me. And he looked at me like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, he's talking to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um. Uh, yeah, well, uh, Brian, he wants to kick everyone's ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, what was I going to say? That motherfucker made a little and thought. Um, I'm, I'm up for it. I'm up for it. But also, he made another good quote. He talks about how, so far, every other wrestler has been like, eh, FWE, or screw them, I don't like him. He said, I liked where I was. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he said, basically, it's like, he loved where he was, 
Um, but it just it felt like one of those times to it was time to leave. He'd kind of done yeah. everything he could do there. So like he said there was Adam Cole's the same way. Adam Cole said that there's there's no there's no bad blood. You know, he he sat down with Vince and they had a conversation and they they did make Adam an offer and but Adam said he just it, he just felt like he had done everything he could do and the big driving thing was his Twitch channel. And they they oh, yeah. they weren't going to budge on that. So Adam's like, "All right, fine. Like that's like I understand, you know, it's been it's been a good ride. So I mean, but it's I think it's time to go, but I'm I'm very excited to see, because I mean they're already teasing, I mean Brian Danielson and, and Kenny Omega. Oh, They've already hardcore. done two spots with them. Obviously at the end of All Out, and they did one at the I didn't get to I forgot to watch Rampage this week. Um, I'm a little bummed about that, but um, they did a spot on Dynamite. So they're they're already teasing think, yeah. a, a world title He's, shot. Next, next, next contender. I'm here for a Brian and Omega match. I, I'm okay, man. Like I, like I, I know like a lot of the guys. They come in and they say, you know, like like Christian did the same. Christian Cage did the same thing, where you know he came in, you know he worked, you know some of the he worked his way up to the title shot. Punk's doing the same thing. He's coming in, you know he's working, you know some lower some of the, you know the the young guys to kind of you know build you know some, yeah. some credibility. But Brian's like, nah, well, I'm here for the championship. Brian's like, Brian's there, man. He's the, I, I'm and honest, I, I mean. It, any any of those guys could have done that, but it's like, I I respect the like wanting to work the like to elevate the you know the younger talent younger, as well. Yeah. So like it's cool. Punk's teasing a a feud with Taz, like Ta- Taz and like, his little stable he's got going on. He's teasing a feud yeah. with him, so that'll be fun. Um, Adam Cole's back with I haven't I haven't watched the latest be uh being the elite. I need to watch that later to see where they're going. Now, they just line. filed a they filed a new trademark for Cole and um. The Young Bucks, the for, Super for the, Click. Oh, the Super Click. Okay. Super um, Click. So, so I've that was right before your 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 plumber dude came in. Um, <laughs> uh, there was the, the guy. So wrestler. there is they're teasing a new belt. They're teasing a new belt. So is it the trios. It's that's what I'm guessing. It's the trios belt, but it was the guy. So I saw it on Twitter. It was I forget where it, where it was, but I remember seeing it. But it was the guy who. Had pretty much, I think he's made pretty much every belt AEW has had. Um, mm-hmm. He posted a picture of the the end the end strap where it has the AEW stamp on it. So Ooh, okay. we're, we're going to be getting a new AEW championship soon. I would imagine it's the trios title because, um, I mean, now that you've got the Super Click, you got you know, um, you got Jungle Express that could be a good a good suitors. You have the best friends. Is Pac still with um, the Lucha Bros as like the trio, like the trio of death or whatever, whatever it's called? Maybe I'm not sure. I haven't seen Pac in a while. I know he just had a match on Dynamite, I think, with Andrade. They may have held that for Rampage. I can't remember. This whole week's been a blur, man. Um, Then you've got, I mean, you've got you know the Inner Circle. They could take three guys that aren't doing anything, put them in there. Like there's a, this is gonna give a lot of guys something to do on TV. Like I'm, I'm really, I'm. I've always loved the concept of the trios title because it gives something, it gives everybody or a lot of people something they can work at. Because mm-hmm. now instead of like kind of burying some guys that kind of float around the mid card, well now those guys, you've got six guys you can elevate at once. So like it, it's a really cool concept. I have mixed feelings about it. Like, well, there's so many championships. Like they only they only have so many. 
But I feel like I hope they don't get to that point where they like to be where there's so many championships versus people. But the thing is, I always feel like there's always in loose numbers because there's many more championships you have. You have to have more people on TV, kind of. But also, you you uh, you're still missing out on a lot of different talent too. I have mixed feelings about championships. See, I I, I don't mind the the idea of cha- of like a lot of championships because, like I said, it you can I know, I know the you know the cha- the belt doesn't make the champion the champion makes the or the the champion makes the belt, but like. I, I, I think it, it brings a spotlight to some guys that necessarily may not have gotten a spotlight or yeah you know, and it gives gives people something to do and I also love the idea of six man tag matches well yeah six man <laughs> tag matches but completely like like this is again a hot take I love the twenty four seven belt I no. think it's so no, dumb I, but it's so I, entertaining no. it's, it's one of the best crap. things on Raw right now. It's the Crash Holly twenty four seven. It's like uh, it's like the hardcore title. Role. I love the yeah. hardcore title. Which, like the concept the of anywhere, anytime, any match. Like it's on call. Like there's because there's so much like you can like whilst I mean, don't get me wrong. I really don't think Jeff Hardy needs to be going after the twenty four seven belt. I think he should be in you know a world title kind of thing. Well, he, had a, he had a match against uh, Judas or whatever. Yeah. Judas Priest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he seems like a guy like they put him in that, and they were like, "Well, let's do something else with you too." Yeah, I think he just—he said a quote, and people have misconstrued it. It said like, "I just come to work and I do what I need to do," and a lot of people were saying, "Oh my god, he seems so upset." And actually, if you read the full quote, it's him pretty much just saying like, "I love what I do, but I'm here to do a job." You know? Yeah. I think it's fine because again, remember, uh, I love Jeff, um, but you still have younger guys on the show too, and. Maybe the younger guys should be going for the mid class title or the world championship because there's only so much you can do. Yeah, I think it's the it's the the Jeff Hardy mark in me that just wants like that one last title push. Of you course, know, like the one more, like the, like like the one more go out on top kind of thing. Yeah. So think of it this way though: Jeff might be going for the twenty four seven championship. Brother teased that. Remember, Undertaker was the hardcore champion for a while. <laughs> God, he was, dude. I forget that. He had, he, a, he had a he had a good me. reign with that. Him and yeah, they that, had that was the all that was the, the biker taker. Yep. So like, yeah, but I, no, I, like I, I no issue. I also love the TNT title where it's like it's only on television kind of thing. Or no, it's not yeah. only on television. It's because Miro has it right now. But like, um, the concept of a title that's only defended on TV. Yeah. Like something that you know you only see it on TV. Stuff like that. Like, I love the concept of that. Because, again, it gives guys something to do. I know there's a lot more logistics and stuff like that. You know, some people are like, ah, oh, less belts. And I'm like, mm, more belts. I like belts. I like the t- I've always dug the TV title. I, I always thought that we should have done a TV title. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Zack Ryder made the Internet the Championship. The Internet Championship was so that. fun. Because imagine someone always defending championships on on doing live shows, uh, doing, like, Internet uh, shows yeah. and stuff like that. Or... You had a guy doing like um, if they did Cyber Sunday or Taboo Tuesday, he'd be like, "Boom, it's a big deal." Yeah. But uh, like TV titles, I've always dug because, and I've always liked the concept that you defend it on TV every week because you're always going to show someone off, right? It's, and it's gonna be like it's a big deal. I always it, ca- it, it, it almost kind of works as an open challenge kind of thing. You have a different guy every week, TV title. Mm-hmm. It could change hands because you don't even need someone to run the table with it. You don't need a, a 700 day reign with the TV title. A month. Just give me a month. Give me a new you guy. Two, give me two months. Two weeks to six months. Well, yeah, you yeah. you could you don't need to run a guy the table. It's just it's almost like 
kind of like a middle ground for guys that aren't quite to the main event card yet, but are better than the jobbers. So it's yeah. like kind of it gives them like, okay, here's your shot, here's your test to see how you you know how you can do. Go with it, kind of thing. Yeah, and another thing about I wish they would implement with the TV title. Um, I've always thought about this is they should add like a promo clause where they get TV time regardless of, of if they're they get TV time whenever. Yeah. Because I've always thought like imagine having a heel like the Miz having. I was that title. was the first guy I thought of. I was like and the then, Miz with a TV title would be amazing. And then he comes in there he's like this is my show. I'm always here, and then, and then he's like, cuts a promo about how you have to listen to him because he has that championship. And then yes. everyone will be like, like "You see this? I went, this means I get airtime for exactly. having this. You have to listen to me. Oh, that's, that'd be so cool. Oh my god. So that's that's what I think about. I'm like, that would be such a. I don't know, but I've always done the TV title. Like if I ever ran, a, I had my own wrestling promotion. Yes. The TV title would be. It'd be a big deal. To I, just, me. I, say, I think there's just a lot, a lot of fun you can have with the TV title. Yeah, for sure. But, so I'm just saying, man. Or like, remember when John Morrison used to do the 15 minutes of fame? Yes. Uh, spot? You, you could have had it like get some of TV titles. Like, guess what? You're in my spotlight now, and you have to do it within. You can make a lot of rules. Up. Yeah, I you mean, it's kind of like the, uh, I mean, like the the million dollar championship kind of thing. I would say it's a title. It's a title, it, it, it's a title to help elevate a star. To give them a spotlight to, I mean, you could, I, I mean, like, again, you can use, you know, some of the older guys as managers. Like, that's, like, a thing I think we talked about last week. I love Sting. I, I miss him in the ring dearly. I think we all do. I really wish we could get one more match with Sting. I don't know that it'll ever happen, unfortunately. It could. You know, it could. I mean, me- I modern, modern Edge, medicine, Christian, yeah, Brian, modern medicine is getting crazy. There. To the point like we're we're getting a lot of these kids from our or these guys from our childhood but it's like sting's one of those cases it's like i don't know that it's gonna happen but i'm also i love the fact that they're using him as a manager for darby because it just it it gives gives us sting back but it's also putting a guy that's you know he's a young guy a young relatively young but then it's putting him with you know a seasoned vet and then it's giving the legitimacy to what he's doing. I and I, it's a lost art. It's a the the whole you know old school manager, uh you know passing of the torch is such a lost art. And it just it it's a good way to elevate young talent, and help mm-hmm. show them. The it ropes. also hides, it also hides their flaws. Yes, in a lot of ways. Say for example, like the thing is, Sting doesn't necessarily help Darby with promos. He helps his aura. Yes. Sting is always just been having aura Sting now. there. Kind of thing. And the presence, it seems like it brings thing, uh, him up. Even like the small stuff from Darby and the Raptors was staying, and they're kind of like in the Ravens' nest. Oh, dude, down. it's, it's it adds, so OG, it, and I love it. Oh, it's so cool. Like, you have people like uh, Shakes of St. Roberts, who talks for Lance Archer, which Lance Archer's never been, or Vance, Lance, whatever he's called now. Yeah. I think it's Lance Archer. He, uh, he's not the best talker. But you have someone like Jason St. Roberts, who's legit one of the best promo guys probably in the history of professional right. wrestling. Mind you, he's older now, but he's a different demographic. So things have changed. But you have someone hide his flaws. Uh, managers can be different things, for sure, um, that can elevate in different ways, other than just, you know, mm-hmm. being there. Right. That's why I love, I think Paul Heyman, he's my favorite. He's always been Paul's my favorite. Paul's so good. And like, he's so good at he's, that, man. He's, he's fixed Roman. He's helped, Brock was not the best talker, helped Brock 
But then you have him with, then you think about it, then you give him people like Punk who can talk, and it's just and now then, And then now he's elevated even more. And it becomes a rapport. And then you have two people that are it's just entertaining. Like, I like James Mitchell with Abyss. I, that's another manager I've always liked. Yes. Oh my with, god, Abyss. How did I forget about Abyss? I met Abyss at a show that I worked. <laughs> See? So, no, James, like, James Mitchell, when he went over with Abyss, I think that was some of the best... I loved all the stuff they did because he just weaved the story so well. And Abyss was supposed to be this giant, like, dumb, monsterish brute. Yes. Then you have some, like, the devil, legit the devil, kind of doing his stuff. So, I think managers are great. I think I wish I, I wish I had more managers than factions. I feel like fa- factions right now was such a hot commodity. Yes. And um, there's only so much you can do with a faction right. that's good. And the only thing that really works, and it's so dumb, is giving the faction all the titles. You can't really do that. Anymore. You well, you you can like, you can, but you just you can't do it over and over and over and over. Exactly. Because then it's like, oh, so it's like, like, oh, here's a new faction. Here goes all the belts. Like, it it works in in small doses. Like like the elite, like the evolution. Evolution was good. Um, the elite, they, they I mean they they had them, and then now they're starting to break them off. The Bucks just dropped the titles. Yeah. Um, the Gallows and Anderson, they have the TNA tag titles and then Kenny still has the the AEW title but I mean yeah I forget how we got in this oh yeah six man tag and, and gimmicky and TV titles and stuff <laughs> belts yeah so AEW teasing put, uh, teasing a new here? belt we talked about pro wrestling yeah that's what happened dude professional wrestling is always just like the kindergarten thought how like you start one spot and then you end up in a completely different spot, but then like you start to backtrack oh, yeah. and it's like, oh yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, uh, AEW te- uh, teasing a new uh, potential new belt in the future. So I'm I'm thinking I'm it's six glad, man. I'm, I could be wrong. I often am. That's what I always tell people. You know, what I you know what I'd be down for. It's gonna be a stretch. I'm ready for a deathmatch or hardcore title. You put that in that company, you can give a all lot right. Of I'll, stuff g- I'll give you. you I'll give you three belts. I'll give you three belts to work with here. Six man. A hardcore and a women's tag belt. Uh, so I kind of did the women's tag tournament, what, like the first year? Yeah. And I thought they were going to lead into a tag belt. I was like, oh, here it comes, tag belt. And then I was wrong. Well, I, th- I, I think wrong. they did that a couple years ago. They just did, they didn't have the t- caliber of talent they have now. So I don't think it was it would have been the wrong time to try a, a women's tag division. But, like, now, I, dude, the women's division I, is, is it's heating up. Like, it's I'll, I'll damn one, good. I'll do you one better. Okay, I'll, I'll do you one better. I, I'll give you three alternatives. Hardcore Bell. Okay. Um, shoot, I guess a six-man would be interesting to see for a little while because you can get a lot oh, of... Said, there's a lot of guys you could throw the in. The Gun Club, I would like to see the them. The Guns, I mean, the House, uh, House of Hardy, or whatever they're called now. The, 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 the Factory, yeah. even though I don't care for QT Marshall. But, like, still, there's, there's a lot of talent. What about a women's middle class belt, like a women's United States or women's, but like, like a, a women's t- like TV title, like a women's yeah, TNT title, like a second tier title that can be on like other shows too. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, I'm not the top woman, I'm, but I'm the second best, and then you can elevate more women. Too. I'm okay with that because I have no problem yeah. with that, and we've never seen any really anyone do that's, that. The, the that's closest my, thing, that's my point. The closest thing we've gotten, we got China with the Intercontinental Championship. Once. And that was awesome. That was so cool, because it had never been done before. But like, yes, yeah. like again, I'm sure that it's happened, and like, yeah. and like other promotions and stuff. Well, there's there's so much wrestling out there. Of course. Oh my God! Uh, Jordan Grace won the uh, X division title. 
Oh yeah, she okay. won that. Yeah, she won that at one point. I remember that when when she was doing her big push. Or was it was it Jordan? Was it Jordan Grace or was it uh, Tessa Blanchard? No, Tessa Blanchard won the. Um, no. Uh, she also won the world championship. That's what so, it was. Like, I, I I knew she won one of them. I couldn't remember what it was, but I'm pretty sure Jordan Grace the won title, the. Which I'm not gonna lie, I loved that. That's so cool that to me is it. But they're booking on the latter part, and then of course her personal stuff that came yeah. out screwed it. But like, it. There's always should have been a women world champion. China should have been the first. She should have been the first women world champion. Yeah. And now it'll never happen. It'll, yeah, it'll never happen. And I now. and I love. Women, men versus women matches. I love mixed matches. Because, They're so much fun. Because then, like, well, it, they could be gimmicky as in Jeff Jarrett versus China and like a house cleaning match or whatever the hell it was. Oh my God, or it could be, or it could be like, or yeah, see, or it could be China and Jericho and or whatever. Like, there's been a lot of good women, like, or Joey Ryan versus um, with Candice LeRae. They fought. Yes, they, were they fought all the time. Yeah, they did the so like. It can be done and look well. That's not domestic abuse. Right. I'm just saying that. But of course, you know, of course, you can't present it on TV that way because it comes across a certain way. Yes. But um, I think AEW would be the best shot of trying to do that, um, because you have people like they're already doing bleed like their women bleed in their matches now. Yes. They're doing a lot of stuff that's unheard of. Imagine Britt Baker versus like Sammy Guevara. You get two people in there. I'm listening. <laughs> you get two people in there that are good in their own way, and I feel like their thing would clash real well. Then, and it, it would just look good because to me that'd be believable match. Well, and it's different. It's different than what anyone's giving us right now. Yeah, you have Sammy who's kind of swarmy, kind of cocky, pretty boy you can push around. But like, you know, I'm obviously stronger than you because I'm a man. Because that's like an insult thought. And then you have the girl that's like a legit like. She, like she's a torture artist to me. Yeah, no. The, her lockjaw. I'll do the lockjaw. Like, I I love any variation of the mandible claw. It's it's just such a it's such a simple move, but like it's done like when it's done well, it just it looks so good. It's also, it's also to me one of the most unrealistic moves. Oh well, god, cool yeah, yeah. It's like that's what I'm like. Oh, you stick your finger in their mouth, they can just bite your fingers off. I'm kind of like, well, it's so cool. Yeah, I like it. But imagine her doing the lockjaw to him and him just like. He's an overseller, which is great. Yeah, he would just make it look yeah amazing. They do some Hurricane Rana stuff. Some it would be DC it would be stuff. very 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 spotty, and I I would be okay yeah. with that. Yeah, there'd be there'd be moments where maybe like there's gray areas of like say maybe the ref's like you can't do close fist punches with her, and he's trying to stop it, and then she kicks him square on the dick, and she's like, I guess I'm not gonna call that. There's a lot of stuff that they could yeah, do. Yeah, you could really play into it. Like, yeah. I'm just saying, I would I would love intergender wrestling. Oh, there could be intergender belt too. You really think about but, it? Like I said, I mean, that. well, that could that could be your your TV title. Would be yeah. it's an open like an open almost like the never open weight. How anyone can win it, anybody yeah. can win that belt. Um, you could use a, like like I said, an open weight kind of thing where you can have you can introduce the concept of mixed gender uh, matches. I, I think I mean, I think there's a lot of upside to that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, another title AW could do that would work is like a cruiserweight or a junior division. Because they have so many freaking young Angelico, Jack Evans, Jungle Boy. Yeah. Um, you have a lot of people that have these over the top cruiserweight style matches that would be, which all all of the all that company is legit vanilla midgets, and that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love that. Uh, quoting Kevin Nash, but like you could have a lot of them guys just be doing flips and tricks, and it'd be 
it'd be fantastic. I think Pac should be the leader of that if they end up doing like a junior division because mm-hmm. he is strong, he's quick, he's good on the mic, he has good presence. And then you could have him fight other cruiserweights and it'd be cool. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. There's a lot of potential. There's a lot of potential that they could do with the new belt. And I'm, I'm willing to see it through and through, but um, and I know they'll probably do execute it fairly well, so I'll give them benefit for the doubt. Yeah. Man, any anything else you want to throw in there? Throw in there while before we before we close it out. Before we empty the locker room. I'm looking. Huh? So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna empty the locker room real quick. Anything anything you got? Looking forward, I guess, to Extreme Rules, and looking forward to some other wrestling stuff. Um, just trying to keep up with everything, yeah. and um, no, not not no. I'm not calling anybody out tonight. Not cutting a promo. You know, not laying down a law. I'm just going to leave it as I'm going to ride my horse off in the sunset tonight. So I'm going to take my <laughs> belt and go home. So what, what about you, Nick? Man, I, th- I think we've covered everything I've got for this week. All right, man. Well, I guess we'll, we'll close it off for the final finish. We'll do the one, two, three. And <laughs> I guess it's over. Call, call my music. <laughs> Get the music. <laughs> Alright guys, that is uh, going to wrap it up for episode 2 of the Double Down Podcast. For Deshaun Kelly, I'm Nick Collier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Peace. Bye.